0: Hello everyone and welcome back to 1995. I'm your host Drew, and today we're gonna go pretty far, really far, in fact, to the end of the decade. Today we're looking at 1999's Farscape. Sure, okay, this is a little less on the obscure part of things, but really, truly, how many people do you know have actually seen Farscape. Exactly! And, well, if you have, well, I realize that the show does go on for a few seasons into the 2000s, but it did start in the 90s, so I say it still counts. This also serves as the first episode with a returning creator. If you recall the pilot episode, I mentioned a particular individual's involvement with this property, but I'll save that for our production section. His name's John Criden, an astronaut. A radiation wave hit and he got shot through a wormhole. Now he's lost a distant part of the universe on a living ship full of strange alien lifeforms. And now he's being hunted by an insane military commander. He's doing everything he can. He's just looking for a way home. Farscape was an Australian-American science fiction television series produced originally for the Nine Network. It premiered in the U.S. on the Sci-Fi Channel in March of 1999. The series was conceived by Rockne S. O. Bannon And produced by the Jim Henson Company and Hallmark Entertainment. The Jim Henson Company was responsible for the various alien makeup and prosthetics, and two regular characters, the animatronic puppets of Rigel and Pirate. They are completely creature shop creations. The series was planned for five seasons, much like other series that we've discussed, but it was abruptly canceled after production ended on the fourth season, ending the series on a cliffhanger. Luckily for fans, co-producer Brian Henson later secured the rights to Farscape, which provided him the opportunity to produce the three-part finale series, Farscape, The Peacekeeper Wars, which Henson directed. There were plans for a web series that eventually developed into a comic series covering much of the planned content for said series. In 2019, Amazon Prime Video released a remastered version of Farscape, including Farscape the Peacekeeper Wars, and that's also available on Peacock. I shared a bit of the premise earlier, but let's take some moments to break down the events of the pilot. John Crichton is a modern-day American astronaut who accidentally flies into a wormhole near Earth during an experimental space flight he finds himself transported to the middle of a space battle, and the Farscape 1 module is immediately clipped by a small craft, which then spins out of control, hits an asteroid, and explodes, killing the pilot. Crichton is then captured and brought aboard a large vessel, which turns out to be a living ship of the Leviathan species named Moya. On board are the Luxon warrior ka Argo. Exiled Hynerian Dominar, Rigel the 16th, and Delvian Priestess Pao Zoto Zan, three prisoners who have taken control of Moya and are escaping from the regime of the militaristic peacekeepers. Eventually, the prisoners manage to remove Moya's control collar and starburst away from the battle. Pursuing peacekeeper officer Aaron Soon's prowler is caught up in the starburst and she's taken aboard soon after Crichton's arrival. Aboard the Peacekeeper's ship, it's discovered that the pilot who hit Crichton and perished was Talvo Krace, brother of the Peacekeeper captain, Bielar Krace, who now vows revenge on the pilot of the White Death Pod. Catching Crichton, Krace declares that he will dissect and kill him, Aaron, however, declares that she thinks the collision was an accident. In retaliation, Crace declares her irreversibly contaminated due to prolonged contact with an unfamiliar species, which would result in her death. Having nowhere else to go, both she and John join the unlikely band of allies, and they escape from Crace. Seeking to avenge his brother's death, Kreis pursues Moya through the uncharted territories. There are a few standalone plots, but the show gradually unfolds progressive story arcs, beginning with their recapture by the Peacekeepers, followed by Crichton's search to find another wormhole back to Earth, and eventually an arms race for wormhole technology weapons. Secondary arcs explore the way in which the characters change due to their influences and adventures together. Most notably, Crichton and his obsession with wormhole technology, his relationship with Eren, and the neural clone of Scorpius and his brain that haunts him. The show was developed at a time when the Star Trek formula was wearing thin. A new millennium and a new generation were lying straight ahead. The series, was mostly episodic for the first season or so, but began a shift to more serialized storytelling. Additionally, deeper plot connections and a fleshed out mythology soon emerged. It's been said that James Gunn has even credited Farscape as an inspiration for his take on the Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's take a moment to discuss the characters in detail. Ben Broder is hilarious as John Crichton, an intelligent man on Earth. He finds himself truly a fish out of water in this part of the universe. In many ways, he's a proto-Star-Lord. Claudia Black really brings the gravitas as Aaron Soon, embodying a real militaristic mindset. Gamora, anyone? Anthony Simcoe is Dargo. He's pretty much Drax. And I guess Rigel operated by John Eccleston, Matthew McCoy, Dave Collins, Sean Masterson, Graham Hayden, and Tim Meeville, and voiced by Jonathan Hardy, is basically a floating, regal, rocket raccoon. Goodness. Yeah, I can really see how James Gunn really developed his characters. So, I guess if you're someone that likes the Guardians of the Galaxy, but would rather see it set in a universe without all the Marvel shenanigans, well, here's your show. Some other characters are Chiana, played by Gigi Edgeley, a mercurial thief and con artist. Pilot, not the title of the episode, but an actual character, operated by John Eccleston, Matthew McCoy, Dave Collins, Sean Masterson, Graham Hedden, and Team Meville, voiced by Ulani Tupu, a multi-limbed creature who acts as the ship's pilot. He's biologically connected to Moy's nervous system and serves as the voice to the crew. Stark, played by Paul Goddard, a Stikara, a specialized subrace of the Bannock, who was first encountered by Crichton at the end of the first season, Bialar Krays, Lani Tupu, the initial antagonist of the series, and Scorpius, Wayne Pygrim, a commander of the Peacekeeper Forces. As the series progressed, there was a revolving cast of characters that joined the crew of the Moya, You had Captain Miklo Bracca, played by David Franklin. Bracca usually serves as a subordinate to most of the series' villains, acting as a second-in-command for Krace, Scorpius, and Greza at various times. Commandant Melian Greza, Rebecca Riggs, a new antagonist that uh, debuts in Season 3. Jewel, played by Tammy McIntosh an orange-haired academic who appears sporadically through seasons three and four, Sikozu, played by Rayleigh Hill, a Kalish who joins the crew at the beginning of the fourth season. Following the cancellation, series leads Claudia Black and Ben Browder found themselves as regulars in the final two seasons of another show which we will be covering in the near future, Stargate SG-1. It was apparent that the producers of Stargate were fans, due to a vignette of a parody based on the show that featured in the series 200th episode. In the parody, each crew member of the Stargate team filled out a role of a Farscape character, complete with corresponding makeup. Farscape is truly a far-out show, with comedy, action, and high production value. Honestly, I'm a sucker for anything that Jim Henson Company is involved with. From The Muppets, to Sesame Street, to The Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. All of their works show skill and dedication. The fact that the characters were physically present allows for practical effects that really ground the show. Much like the impressive dolphin animatronic in O'Bannon's and Quest. Rigel and Pilot feel less like puppets and more like living, breathing characters. Farscape is absolutely worth a watch for this wild and unique universe. You can check it out over on Freevee and Peacock. That does it for this episode. We've looked all the way to the end of the decade and a bit further, so I think it's about time we go back. Way back. Back to the old and weird west with briscoe county junior until next time